COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. My name is Brandon, Brando the Week, Commando from the Daily Dope Show. Yeah. You guys are out here. I've been coming to this hash bash since the 80s. They do. This is never a celebration. We might have had some victories over the years, but the forces that be will always be working against the people when it comes to marijuana. We, what we have achieved, we achieved a corporate takeover of the growing and distribution in this state. And right now, that corporate takeover that we here at the Hash Bash fought so hard to get is now fighting against us. They're suppressing uh, caregivers in town at the township level now. So if you're living in a township, 
and you're a caregiver, you might want to check and make sure they haven't made any amendments to the ordinance that would call you now an, a home occupation. Because of this, I have to move out of my township and no longer be a caregiver. I'm not moving out of my township because I want to be a caregiver somewhere else. I'm moving out of my township because I don't want to live where people want to control you like that. Where people want to still act like you're doing something wrong. Even though you fought for, I don't know what, 80 plus years, we fought this. We're still here fighting it. You can celebrate if you want. You can celebrate and you can go to the weed store now. You can celebrate that you can, you know, smoke weed in your basement without the cops kicking the door in. You can even grow your own 12 plants. But just remember that the people that were here way before that, the people that were growing during full prohibition, are the reason why we're here today celebrating anything. Because we are the ones that stuck our necks out to make sure that the, this weed was legalized. To make sure that the injustice of arresting someone for using this plant was not accepted by society and, be, and we turn that around. We now we got to keep fighting because we don't have people getting expunged. We don't have, you know, we have we have caregivers under attack. We have people still getting arrested for marijuana charges in this state. And it's just unacceptable. What did we fight for? What, you know? It was on the news that they cannot take a charge you for marijuana or any kind of fucking uh, paraphernalia. We hope, we hope that's the case. That's all I got. But go ahead and celebrate. And just keep in mind that it's never over. All right. So that was a segment or that was a speech from friend of the show. Um, Brando, the weed commando from daily dope show. Um, old friend of the show. He supported us since pretty much the beginning. Um, I, and, um, I wasn't, when I started this podcast, I wasn't initially going to do video analysis. Like I was only like, I, I only wanted just to do audio, but I mean, I watched his channel. I watch um, mentors and friends of the show, um, Reefer Revolution, David and Chella. They're they're my mentors, pretty much in this. Um, and I met, I met, I found out about him through them. But again, old friend of the show. He's been growing cannabis for decades. Um, he's been fighting big cannabis in in Michigan. Um, Michigan, much like Maine, has a very caregiver oriented system. But like Maine. They're trying to corporatize it. They're trying to ruin what made or what makes the main medical marijuana program the best program and the flagship program of the Eastern Seaboard. They want to squeeze out the little gal and the little guy that that, that grows um, a few hundred plants or whatever, or grows plants for directly and sells directly to patients. They want to make it so only these big box dispensaries like Wellness Connection, Caneva, all those or theory wellness, all those corporate MSO sort of things. They want to McDonaldize weed in, in Maine instead of you going to your favorite burger joint, your favorite local burger joint that's a small business. They're trying to make it so it's only big business. So it's only McDonald's and Burger King, or it's only corporatized cannabis that's 300 an ounce. They, they, because Maine doesn't have that system and because they're a more caregiver one and they're more a small grower, 
these these big corporations see that as a threat. They don't want a level playing field. They never have. They never will. I watch it in my own state, um, in, in Grass and Trees, where we pay still, still after five years, six years of, of medical, and we, we still pay over 300 an ounce. And again, it's because MSOs control everything. These big multi-state cannabis um, organizations, you know, they're just doing it for cash. They, there's not love for the plant. There's not love for the people that use the plant. There's not love for the family members of the people that use the plant. There's no, there's no passion there. There's no, you know, we're looking out for the people sort of. No, it's we're looking out for our bottom line. We know that New England has a lot of good paying jobs. We know that Massachusetts is a, is a highly educated and, you know, high earning sort of populace. We know that we can charge 60. We know we can charge 50, 55 and eighth. And there's going to be a, there's going to be at least 70,000 people that, that will, that will purchase on a yearly basis or 60,000, whatever. I think we've reached a hundred thousand um, as of last year, but I'm just throwing those numbers out there. Like, oh, we're these dispensaries know that people are going to pay fifty at an uh, an eighth. They know it. They they know that they're overcharging. They know they are. But you don't really have much else to go if if you if you can't grow your own or you not in a position to do so. You don't. You have to go through these multi-state organizations that are charging an arm and a leg and don't like the plan. Don't like the people that use plan. They just want to make a quick buck and they don't want to treat the the herbal plant with the love and respect and, and tenderness that it that is needed that a small grower that my caregiver does so again michigan and maine are fighting a very similar fight right now um we can't let up in maine we have to protect this flagship medical marijuana program that's that's a that's a fact we have to protect it with all we have we, we cannot let up. We cannot let them corporatize this program. We cannot put these small business women and, and men out of business because of big cannabis. We, we can't roll over and stop fighting. So we're going to get to... All right. So I, I do have one more thing that I, I want to bring up before ending. So I got some listener mail. Um, get to it. Yes, yeah, so I got some listener mail um, earlier this year. Um Again, a lot like like I like I just posted with our with our um, status update about you know the frequency of our episodes with the podcast. Like I just posted, I haven't really been able to get to all the emails I want to get to. I haven't been able to respond back to people that want to appear on the show. I haven't been able to get to all of it. I really, really apologize, but again, I'm trying to get to everything. Um, I'm going to try to tie up loose ends this week and 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 this weekend while we're undergoing the format change. All right, so I'm going to read this um, listener email. Um, I don't think I've been given permission to say his name, so I'm not going to. Hi, Dan. I'm currently a Maine patient and Massachusetts transplant. I have been listening to you on and off since the inception of the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I moved to Maine as a cannabis refugee with my wife in 2014. I have been participating in the medical program since 2016, when I started growing and breeding my own cultivars. This could all be over soon due to prohibition and fake legalization, just like Friend of the Show was, was talking about. Michigan, Michigan legalized cannabis three years ago. People are still being busted. They're still slacking on expungements. Once, when you legalize, even in my state, my state, 
even when you when you even when you vote yes on legalization like like i have mentioned these past three years your lawmakers can still meddle they can still they can delay it um they can hike up the tax rate they can lower the amount of plants you can grow at home um they can they can make it so so um city council members so all the city council members can unilaterally ban um adult use stores in 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 your city or your municipality and then your mayor can sign off on it like you still have to fight on the local level you still have to fight zoning you still have to fight reefer madness on the local level you still have to fight for for leaders and governors to expunge records the 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 governor can expunge records like the like the president of the united states the president can can pardon people as a governor you can pardon records like my my governor charlie Baker, he does not have to he does not have to go through the legislature to clear all the records he doesn't have to do it this he can do it with a flick of a flipping pen and he, he he hasn't expunged any records to my knowledge and we we legalized five years ago that just goes to show you that the fight is not over when you when you vote yes on legalization you have to you have to fight to keep the peace once you win the war you have to fight to keep the peace or you're going to go back into war you have to you have to fight to keep the peace on the local level you have to fight to keep the peace um on a state level to to keep um state regulators from squeezing out the little person um and and and, and creating just corporate cannabis and, and and going to the whims of these multi-millionaire or even billionaire MSOs that just grow for profit and just grow bulk, you know, probably use all sorts of chemicals to get as much product as they can and flip as much product as they can. And they're just, again, it's not really being made with love, tender and care. It's not, they're not, they're not going that route with the medicine. They're just growing for profit and like, Oh, well, Massachusetts, there's a high medium income, People can afford $50 eights. We don't have to lower the price. People will continue buying. They're good for the money. And where else are you going to go? I mean, us MSOs, if you don't grow your own, we're the only game in town. You got to pay 50 an eighth. Like, where else are you going to go, dude? That's where, that's what MSOs throughout the country, that's what big cannabis and fake legalization advocates want. That's the future they want. Just big cannabis running everything. Everything super sterile, like an Apple store, you know, it's not, it's not a personal experience where you could talk with the, you know, you can talk with your favorite bud tender or they, they weigh it out in front of you. You can smell and sift the flower. No, they don't want that. The squares and the MSOs and the people that are only using this to make money or the, or the lawmakers and regulators that still hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. That's the future they want. They want it very, very controlled and predictable because they have a prejudice against the plant and the people that use the plant but let's continue reading the ban um the mailbag uh mail let's do that i moved to maine as a cannabis refugee with my wife in 2014 and i have been participating in the program since 2016 when i started growing and bringing my own cultivars this could all be over soon due to prohibition and fake legalization the office of marijuana pushers <laughs> are about to decimate the current program and make it untenable for patients and caregivers. The changes are drastic and severe with 81 pages of fear-mongering regulation and extortion. We have until 5 p.m. today, January 10th to submit public comments. I hope this reaches you before it's too late. I would also like to meet 
someday when you are up north. I have plenty of homegrown medicine to share with like-minded patients while I still can. Take care, stone root cultivator. All right, end of um, our mailbag. And again, we saw with New York that just legalized literally the next day conservative townships and conservative city council members and Bartis Luckman and various towns and cities throughout New York state, they immediately banned it. There were, there were municipalities that immediately, as soon as Cuomo signed it, they immediately be like, Nope, we're not allowing this deadhead and party drug in our, in our, um, in our, um, straight laced and, and stay within the line sort of, um, neighborhood. We're not going to allow that. Like, like that's, that's what you're having fossils that hate the plant and hate the people that use the plant. That's what you have them doing on a local level. They're, they're, um, they're slowing down progress. They're putting red tape. Um, or, or in my case in Massachusetts, you have municipalities basically allegedly extorting these companies, like extor- extorting, um, establishments that want to do adult use in, in a city. Like, in various cities, like throughout Massachusetts, the our law says that the municipalities can collect up to three percent of the profit to you know to account for you know um, you know parking you know secu- um, police detail um, you know safety all that stuff to, to account for all the log- logistics so it doesn't ruin people's quote unquote way of life or whatever. So you you have, I mean, you have all these folks that are just working against you like even when you legalize you have all these fossils on a municipal level through mayors whatever they don't like the plant they don't like the people that use the plant and, and you know they're 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 still trying to gum up the works whatever way they can whether it's banning it in a particular conservative municipality whether it's squeeze it's strong arming like like Michigan and it looks like Maine are doing, and like we've talked about earlier, um, previous weeks, it like the the the, the MSOs are are strong arming their 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 way towards ruining the small grower and caregiver oriented programs of Michigan and Maine. We cannot stand for this, and we won't stand for. And continue writing, um. During that during that January period, I I tried to send in I sent in some of my remarks too. There was like a form through the main tree subreddit, and you know I sent in my comments even as an out of stater. Um, again, we're we're hoping that we prevail. We're hoping that we pull through. Um, I'm going to leave in the audio version of this episode. I'm going to put um I'm going to put another speech that um friend of the show just made um regarding the corporatization of cannabis in Michigan. And I really do think that, uh, again, this is like a, it's like 18 or 19 minutes, but do listen to all of it because again, he's been friend of the show has been in the cannabis industry. And he's been a pioneer since before any state legalized for decades. You know, he's been on the front lines of making this accessible for average Jane's and average Joe's. He's been on the front lines doing this and walking the walk for decades good friend of the show we're gonna put that whole video i I know it's about 19 or so minutes or 18 minutes but do listen to all of it it's really gonna really i believe it's really gonna help the fight for folks in maine as always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasters, iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa. You can become a Patreon 
so we can take this show on the road and, you know, pay for hosting, pay for upkeep, you know, show with the other nugganooches throughout the United States and hopefully the world. Hopefully this gets big enough that, you know, I don't need a day job and I'm just, you know, I'm just doing this and, and, and being supported by my fans. Hope that day comes at some point. But if you want to become a Patreon, go to bit.ly slash 2NJMSHAN. Again, that's bit.ly slash 2NJMSHN. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. So, <laughs> the caregivers have always been under attack. Um, and nobody's speaking up for us, so I guess it's up to me. And currently what's going on is the uh, corporation, the corporate grows, are sicking townships on their own caregivers that live in them because they want to, you know, they want to regulate them harder. And this is coming from the top. All the townships that are doing it are doing it through their board of trustees who's getting these edicts from above, from, you know, obviously the lobby. The lobby obviously wrote these and it's basically catered to every township. And it seems like as, as we progress on forward, these, these, uh, these ordinance adoptions or um, you might want to call them uh, amendments to their ordinances are, are getting more brazen in their language and more restrictive and more obviously in violation of the 2008 Medical Marijuana Act. So it's, there's really nothing we can do about it. Because every time, you know, somebody thinks, oh, well, I got the law on my side, so I'm going to take this to court and fight these guys. Every time that we do that, every time that that has happened, the courts have ruled against the caregivers. There's only a couple of times when they ruled in our favor, and them rulings were basically nullified by more things in the ruling or whatever. So here we are once again getting attacked. You know, like I'm 50 years old, just like the hash bash. And every year of my life, I basically had to fight to make sure that I can keep growing my plants, you know? Like, I, from the time I was a little kid learning about marijuana, I've always wondered, why is this stuff even illegal? And, you know, the, the people that wanted to make it illegal, well, they were doing it at the behest of corporations that, you know, didn't want it to be the medicine and they didn't want it to be the industry. They wanted, they wanted petrochemicals and garbage pills to be the medicine. So they, you know, that was the forces that made marijuana illegal. And that's why they had enforcement against people that grew it. But then, you know, the, the tides have changed and now, now it's, uh, you know, it's not desirable to arrest people for marijuana anymore politically. But somehow it's still happening, and now we have regulations moving towards legalizing marijuana everywhere. And guess what? The people that were like me, that were the ones that stuck our necks out growing during full prohibition, doing all the things to try to help legalize marijuana all throughout prohibition, raising money, um, doing rallies, doing petition drives. I've been doing petition drives to legalize marijuana since the 80s. All right? And I'm getting sick of it. And here, this, we're at the end of the road now. There's nothing we can do about this. Caregivers are done. This is the final blow to the caregiving system. Because 
quite frankly, if you followed every rule that they've they've enacted uh, to kind of mess with the caregivers, you got to collect taxes from your patients, you got to charge your patients because you can't sell to nobody else. Um, now, you know, my local township wants to add a bunch of new things on there, like patients can't come to your house, but somehow your house is considered a business and they're going to call that a patient care center. But patients can't come there though. And then they're also talking about how you're going to have to, you know, register with them, buy a registration card, have an inspector come and look at your stuff. Well, this isn't what we signed up for. This isn't what the law says. The law says that you're not supposed to be able to get scrutinized further by any other municipality. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm going to go to the hash bash and I'm going to basically have this speech that I'm talking about right now. This is basically what I'm I'm willing to say in front of the audience. Um, there's supposed to be over 600 people going and there's about 1,500 people that are interested in going. And I, I highly recommend anybody uh, that watches my channel, please go, you know. Um, and, what, you know, this is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where it's been going on for 49 years. They didn't do it last year because, I guess, A, they felt like it was a little bit risky. The coronavirus was just starting to freak people out, you know, and they basically didn't want to be the the first people to be like, oh, we're just going to go out there and still do what we do, even though there's a pandemic or whatever. So besides that, um, there seemed to be like this notion coming from, I don't know, the Democrats and other people in the movement that basically, hey, we won. What are you guys doing? We don't need to have the hash bash anymore. The hash bash is a protest against prohibition. Well, the prohibition's over and, you know, what's the point? Well, I'll tell you what the point is. It's never going to be over. Right now, there's a fight going on between the corporate marijuana, you know, facilities who can grow thousands of plants, unlimited. Basically, they can grow as many plants as they can afford licenses and facilities for. All right? And they're up there on the high mountain pointing down at, pes you know, those pesky little caregivers who are growing 72 plants. They want them gone. They're like, go get rid of them. What are you going to do, arrest us? I mean, put us in cages? So according to, you know, what I what I remember from the medical marijuana uh, rules and what I've seen happen is if people get caught going outside the rules, like selling weed to somebody that's not, a, not their patient or just any number of things that are strictly enforced in the medical marijuana law, you know, if you do any of those things, they'll still charge you with a felony. Whereas if you look at the recreational marijuana law, there's nothing in there that can give you a felony. So it's kind of weird. It's like now all of a sudden it, it might be more desirable for you to not be a caregiver because you could get caught selling weed to somebody and it won't be a felony. You get, what the hell? You get caught with too much weed, it's not a felony. You get caught with too many plants, it's not a felony. If you're a caregiver, that's all felonies, I guess. Now now the townships want you to keep track of plant counts and give them information about whose plants are whose. And My God. <laughs> you know, I've been growing in the same house for 10 years straight. But they're going to need to come out and do an inspection and make sure my, uh, you know, my electric and plumbing is good. Um, but look, guys. So while the hash bash is going on, simultaneously... 
We're also going to have this virtual hash bash going on that uh, is being conducted by Governor Whitmer, um, the Attorney General Whit, uh, Dana Nessel, uh, Steve Irwin, who's like your Democrat uh, congressman in the state house here in Michigan, and he's, you know, he's always been the legalization advocate in the Democratic Party of Michigan. But to me, that doesn't really mean nothing. That means zip. Because they've never done anything. They've never put a floor vote on anything in this state. They've never even considered it. And he's never even put a bill together and, and, and written one that I know of. If he did, it was nefarious as hell. And by the way, he spearheaded the, um, the writing of the Medical Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act... And also was part of, or if nothing else, a heavy influence on what happened to what, what used to be my legalize, and then it turned into what is the Coalition to Legalize Marijuana petition, which ended up being the law that we voted on and legalized ma- marijuana in Michigan. He was responsible for the corporate giveaway in there. He was the one that spearheaded the lobbyist to, to write the um, Medical Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act in in Lansing. They basically came in and wrote the, the law. <laughs> they wrote it. The, the lobbyists, you know, the people from big corporation, big corporate interests, big money interests that want to take over the marijuana industry in Michigan. They were the ones that got to write the Medical Marijuana Facilities Licensing Act. And in turn... That changed the petition that we were already circulating. And one of the worst things that happened with that is they, they made it so that, you know, the corporate people can grow as many plants as they want. They used to, it used to be capped at 5,000. And they just wrote in there, oh, you know what, well, whatever. We can, you can get as many licenses as you want. So Steve, Ir- Steve Irwin, you know, I don't have any, I don't carry a drop of water for him ever. Um, and any Democrat in Michigan, for that matter. Dana Nessel stood right there, and I asked her a question at her rally in Flint, Michigan, well, when she was running for uh, attorney or whenever, you know, during the election process. And she said that she would do whatever she could, which she said later she couldn't really do anything. But come on, you're the attorney general. You can pressure people. You can say things. You have power. But she didn't. She didn't pressure nobody, and we didn't get the automatic expungements. And I've heard rumors that an expungement in Michigan for marijuana charges in your past that you might want to get if you want to get a student loan or something could cost you upwards of $8,000. So there's nothing automatic about that. Um, And, you know, Governor Whitmer, I don't know what the hell she thinks she's accomplished. So they're having a virtual, um, you know, one of those basically virtual town hall type things uh, online, virtual hash bash. And they've already, I don't know if it's them directly, but the people from the virtual hash bash has already criticized um, the gathering that we're going to have on the Diag. Now, you can criticize it all you want. What are you going to say? That we're being dangerous in the pandemic? Because there's been protests all throughout the pandemic. All right? Nobody ever said anything about any of those protests being super spreader events or whatever. So I don't want to hear about it. Um, and then what's the other thing you're going to say about it? I don't care. You know, you're going to say, oh, we already, 
accomplished so much because that's what they're doing. They're sitting around talking about what was accomplished. They didn't accomplish any of it. Don't forget that the Democratic Party has been nothing but obstructionists when it comes to marijuana legalization in Michigan. There's never been an advocate in the Michigan government that was a Democrat that got us across any goal line. And in fact, every time we did a petition drive, they were obstructing in some way, shape, or form. And like I said, the biggest form of obstructionism comes from when they overseen the lobbyists basically write the Medical Marijuana Licensing Act, which they'll argue, oh, the, the Republicans, they're the ones that have the majority in the Congress in Michigan, so blame them. Oh, you know what, that's, that's awful convenient for you that that's the case when you know goddamn well that the Republicans are not for advocating for legalizing marijuana in any way, shape, or form. And as hard as I am on the Democrats, which I always will be harder on them than Republicans because they represent me more. Republicans, are, they don't represent me at all. You know, they're like, oh, let's keep marijuana illegal in perpetuity. <laughs> and of course, if it was legalized, only 10 corporations would be able to do all the work and make all the money because that's what they tried to do when we did a petition drive in 2016 under the banner of Responsible Michigan or whatever. So, what am I even talking about here? This video is getting kind of long. I just wanted to invite everybody to the Hash Bash and let you know that I'm going to try to speak at it. I don't know if I'm going to get to. It, it depends on what, you know, probably a lot of different factors or whatever. But I really am going to get up there and get in line and try my hardest to put in a, a, good, a word for, our, for us, for the caregivers. And by the way, I'm... For the record, I'm no longer a caregiver. All right, my patient's card's all expired, and I'm done. I I'm not gonna get scrutinized by the township. I'm not gonna get my door kicked in by the uh, county sheriffs or the code enforcers or whoever's whatever the deal is. I'm not a caregiver anymore. You know, the caregiving system was a good concept, was a great idea, but the thing is, is it wasn't thought out that good. They wanted to keep it simple so it could be fought in courts through and set precedences. That's what they said when they wrote it. Now, I don't agree with that, but at the time, the political climate was such that if you presented something with too many details, then you're going to get a a lot more resistance because people didn't want to know what it looked like for marijuana to be legal at all. And I got to be honest, I never, I, do, I couldn't imagine that it, there would be things like dispensaries and stuff like that. But what ended up happening was, is we forged ahead with dispensaries. There wasn't any kind of rule in the law for them. And then we got busted and they started shutting them down. The Supreme Court ruled that they weren't in the law, so they're not allowed. And here we are getting pushed further underground, being told we can no longer operate like we used to. Once again, even though we were doing nothing wrong, they just can't bear the fact that somebody out there gets to grow 72 plants. It's just way too mind-blowing for them. Well, I got news for you. I can take the same amount of lights that you would grow 72 plants under and grow 10 plants. I could grow one plant. I could hook all those lights up around one plant if I wanted to. <laughs> like, what is the point of counting plants? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But another attack on caregivers, 
is the electric companies, DTE, and consumers. Well, if you pay more more than ten grand in uh, bills every year to them, they got a surprise for you. <laughs> they want you to do taxes and declare exactly how you uh, used your electricity or whatever. I'm not sure exactly how the form works or what is what it even is. Maybe I'll do a video about it as a, for an information thing, seeing how it's. It's still tax time. By the way, they, they punted the deadline for taxes a whole month. I think it's like May 17th when they're finally due. So I don't know if you want to look into that or not. Um, but caregivers are under attack. And I'm going to the hash bash to put in a good word for us. I hope I didn't forget about anything. I'm driving and doing this video at the same time, so it's kind of weird. Um, I hope it sounds good and... All that, all things considered, I'm really, I'm really, you know, my back is against the wall here. I have to move because they're shutting the caregiving down. And it's not because I'm going to keep being a caregiver and I don't want to deal with them. It's that I don't want to live in a township that wants to, to, to do this kind of uh, intimidation and, and coercion and, you know, extra scrutiny. Like I have, I have no patience to, to be around people like that. I don't even understand why there is people like that. Why do people care so much about what everybody else is doing? What is the big deal? You know, why don't you leave everybody else alone? Let them be in their own, you know, like they're not bothering you. And by the way, let me, just to clear that up, these care, these, um, these new amendments to ordinances calling, calling caregivers, um, home occupations, which is not accurate because we're not allowed to be an occupation. And these ordinances are not formed by complaints from residents about their neighbors caregiving, you know, pissing them off or whatever. I mean, it's just not, that's just not the case. For example, I live in a neighborhood where everybody in the immediate area around me grows weed. They at least grow a couple plants in their backyard. A couple of them are caregivers. A couple of them just grow 12 plants, but we, we got small yards, so that's pretty much a whole yard full of plants. And I mean, nobody, you know, this is this is new. We don't get, we, we, would, we wouldn't expect to get harassed and nobody in the immediate area would expect anybody else in the immediate area in my neighborhood to really care about the neighbor's you know, next door's plants. It's just not a big deal. So I don't know, man. Like, that's all I got on this. Um, sorry if I kept you too long, but this is a, this is a really dire situation for me. That's all I got. Uh, have a good one. Peace out. This is the brand, The Daily Dope Show. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h 
https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.